Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie, and I'm finally glad to have a conversation with the people here today. Brother Bob's back. What's happening? The powerful voice of Mike is back. How's it going? <laughs> Coffee Mike's back. Hello, everybody. And no... I'm not forgetting you this time. <laughs> the silent but deadly ninja Stephanie is here. Hello. <laughs> Bob, will you read our Bible verse for us? Absolutely. Galatians 1.10, and I'm reading out of the NIV version, and it says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And our topic this episode is distractions. What trips us up? I did some research on this for kind of like a sermon I was doing. It was just like one of those offshoot things. Like you hear something, you're like, oh. Um, Statistically, the one you've been trying to do three weeks in a row? No. <laughs> no, that one's in the bag unless he put something else on me. Correct. Um, statistically, it says that what trips us up the most, church course wise, is the building itself, like somebody hurting you in the building. So then you blame the building or family. I agree with that, Ronnie. I've seen that in my own personal family. I think you're correct. Well, that's not that's not me. That's a statistic that I well, read. I so. think your statistic is correct. Somebody's correct. Somebody, right. somebody somebody's, somebody's statistics correct. <clears throat> but if you think about it, those are usually the top two things that when we go out and minister, that's the usually why people don't come. Somebody let them down in the church, and instead of forgiving that person and still going to church for the reason why you go to church in the first place, you know, you just you stop going there. And then, like, family-wise, like, I'm sure there was another statistic that I read, too, and it was, like, most... Single people that are married people that go single to church are women than men, and so, like, what if they didn't go to church because their spouse didn't go? Then that number would drop off drastically there, too. And then also, kids, right? Like, I don't know, that's. I was trying to mull it over in my mind, like what my distractions were. And early on, the church was a distraction for me. Well, you can kind of take it back to this verse that we just read, you know, because he's got a pretty good, mm -hmm. a couple of pretty good questions right there. Mm -hmm. You know, for one thing, are we trying to please human beings or are we trying to please God? The thing is, is. How can I say this without hurting people's feelings? Because it's probably going to hurt people's feelings. Is it going to hurt or is it going to convict? Well, possibly, probably convict. Because most of the time, if you think you've gotten hurt, 
at church or if you think somebody has done you wrong that goes in that's in the congregation first off you're not there for the right reason second you're not there for the right reason yeah you know you you've got the reason we go to church and the reason we congregate together cuz God tells us to be with other believers to worship with other fellow believers um but that doesn't mean you go in and you act like them. That means you go in and you act like you, and you act like, not act, you absolutely worship the one that you went there to worship. Yep. And that's God. You don't worship man. We don't, go to, we don't go to church to worship the pastors. You know, we don't, uh, we don't go to them buildings to worship the buildings. Mm-hmm. We go there to worship the one who created all that stuff. Yeah. That's the one we go to worship. So if you're getting hurt by somebody in the church or if you're getting hurt by a family member, I think you're looking for an excuse to walk away. I mean, that's just me thinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or not go back. Or not go right. back, yeah. Because, like, the, the, un, the unsaid thing here is you. Correct. Right? You're listening to you and not people and not God. Exactly. You know, so what are we doing? Are we pleasing people or are we pleasing God? The only way to please God is you worship Him and Him alone. You focus on Him and Him alone. You don't go in, you don't focus on what the guy in front of you is doing. Mm-hmm. You don't go there to, to watch, to see who's raising their hands, to see who's praying, to see who's singing, to see who's walking away while the music band's playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. No, right? no, because if you do go in, the Holy Spirit's the Holy Spirit. Correct. And he can still snatch you up. Yeah, correct. Trust me, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's that's me. Like I everything I've said it at nauseum. There you go, Schmike. Since you're not here. Um I went in to please my wife. Right? Like it was her birthday gift to go there. I was in there, it was gonna be forty five minutes in and out. And I tried to pick apart everything that Ronnie could pick apart. But the Holy Spirit wouldn't let you, would he? Nope. The Holy Spirit started picking me apart. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, hey, joke's on you, Ronnie. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, and then he goes on to say, this is, honestly, this is my favorite part right here. If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. If we're trying to please people, we cannot be a servant of Christ. Mm -hmm. Because God says you cannot have two masters. And he means you cannot have anything that rules over him, that is before him. Everything's got to be him first. Him in the lead of everything. Him giving us the direction we need to go. Him telling us what we need to do. Him showing us what we need, and not the pat on the backs or correct the likes on Facebook or the. I heard like something. That's me. That's, yeah, that's why I I got rid of Facebook off my phone because like I was looking for those likes on whatever. Like I needed validation in the stuff that I'm doing for the Lord. Like He's validating me. So like, why do I need everybody else's approval for that? Right. But that's me being prideful. 
I wasn't going to say this, but I heard something yesterday that I really didn't agree with. I heard somebody say that God doesn't talk to you every day. He does. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just don't agree with what that was, how that was said. Um, you know, Bob, not to interrupt you, but that brings up a thought in my OP brain uh, about deterrence. Could it be something that was said in the church that deterred someone from coming to church? Could have. So does that stand up against your statement that you were looking for a reason to leave? Or that was your reason to leave? How does that play into that? Which way you want to look at it? That's what I'm asking you. I mean, you know, are, are, they, are they there to worship God? Or are they there to get all butthurt about what people say? That's just the way it is. And I think, too, that you're not going to find a church, because we're human, you're not going to find a church that has everything correct. Right. There's going to be something that we do scripturally wrong in some point. Like, you're, the church just isn't out there. Until Christ comes back, we're going to find something wrong with everything. And we have to, as we're called to be, that Berean to seek it out mm -hmm. and recognize, hey, I hear what you're saying, but Scripture says this. And so I'm going to hear you because iron sharpens iron, but I'm also going to stand on what God says. We're going to, I'm going to stand on His foundation and be on the, on the rock and not right. in the sand. And so we have to be able to discern, but you have to be close to the Spirit to be able to discern. Right, and I mean, that... Oh, go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, the whole concept of us gathering together, or as we call it, church, we've really gotten away from the biblical platform of what that even looks like. I mean, we come in, we expect the music to be good, we expect the preacher to have a good sermon, and we're just sitting there... Sometimes soaking it up or sometimes looking for how does it entertain me or how does it and that that whole concept is completely unbiblical. And, you know, so we've got to get again, like the verse says, we've got to get back to the truth of what God said, like Stephanie said, what does God's word say? What is the scriptural definition of what that looks like gathering right. together to sharpen each other and encourage each other? And that's why it says don't forsake getting together. Because it's necessary, because we need that for encouragement and edification and, and building each other up. And so that's really the, the mold of, of what um, biblically is what it looks like. And probably our best modern-day version of that would be small group ministries. Yep. That would probably be the best idea of what getting together looks like. Yep. Um, but, the, but, but I think we just got it, got it wrong. And so then we've get it, gotten into, since we've done it wrong for so long... We've gotten into this mode where we almost expect to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope the music's good. I hope there's songs I like, or there's too many songs, or there's not enough songs, or, or they ruined that song, or, or they, yeah, or they didn't, do, or they didn't do the right version of that song, or right. the preacher didn't do the right message. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's so many different. I mean, there's so many different things that we can throw in the mix on that, and then we realize it's not about right, <clears throat> not about us. And biblically, this is a form of church. Right there's here. a correct. There, I mean, there there was a book that I read a while back by Francis Shan, and one of the members of the church that he was pastoring at the time came up to him and said, "Well, I didn't like the song that you sung that day," and his response was, "Well, aren't you glad it's not about you? Mm -hmm. Because right. it's about, like you said, worship, and and why the reason why we come is to be in awe of the one that created us and to hear from God." And I don't know that 
we always do that. I don't know that we go expecting to hear something from God, not from the preacher, not from the music, because they're just the messengers. Right. Do we come to hear from God? And that's really when we gather together and we come together, that's really what we're should be about. Correct. Is listening, listening for God to speak. And we, but we get in this mode. You know, it was like a couple weeks ago, not last week, but a couple weeks ago, we didn't have church because of the weather. And it was almost like everybody's like, oh my goodness, oh, you know. Well, it's not about the building. And we get so hung up on the building that when we don't go, it's like, oh my goodness, what, are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all out of sorts. And it's like, okay, the church is the people. Right. You know, it's the called out believers going out and sharing the light, the light of the world. Yeah. And, when you say the word church, what's the first thing that comes to mind? A building with a steeple yeah, on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not correct. Exactly. <clears throat> Lowercase c. Lowercase yes. c. Yes. You look confused. No, I'm good. You don't look like your pinky's out, normal. Pinky's out? <laughs> <laughs> Prestigious self. No, I, no. Are you soaking it in? Soaking it in. All right. He's being a sponge tonight. <laughs> Like I said, I only came loaded. So we can call you Sponge Mike, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us your joke. There you go. All right, here's the joke. I think it's cute. What does a buffalo say to his son? Bison. Wow. Bison. Okay. He's a bison. Bison. Don't explain it because you just wrote the joke. Right. <laughs> I told you I only came along with one joke. And I thought it was cute. Well, I know one listener will like that one. <laughs> Won't she, Bob? Yes, she will. Rose? Yeah. Love you, Rose. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other comments flowing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I got more, but I mean, that's. You said cool. you only had one. I came along with one. I can't remember the rest, you know. So then you don't have them. <laughs> Boy, she is tough. Hey. She's always buzzing. She's just, oh, she's just stating the obvious. Hey. I'm a logical she is person. She's a teacher, after all. Yeah, I live with one. She has to be tough. Remember, Mike, we just said people's going to hurt you. I've been hurt. <laughs> what about distractions for you? For me, I think it's worldly, worldly things that distract me. Relationships that can knock me off course. Um... And like Bob said, wanting to please somebody. Well, Bob didn't say it. No, Bob didn't say Bob it. Bob just read it. I read it. All right, well. <laughs> God said it. it. God said it, but it came out of Bob's mouth for a minute. All so. right. But anyway, no, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's a balancing act. I've got all these things in my life. I'm trying to keep the balls in the air. And the ones that I'm keeping in the air are the ones I love. And when I forget to focus on center first, and that's God, priority one, that's when things just go downhill in a heartbeat really, really fast. But as I figure out my stupidity and try to come back, you know, come come back to God, things seem to click a little better. You know, I think a lot of people have this thought that God is going to fix all your problems. And life's going to be good all the time. Well, that's not the case. Life sucks. Sometimes it hits you right in the face. Right between the old eyes. Yeah, and you can continue to pray for financial help, for relationship help, for someone to come to Christ. But you're not going to get it until 
It's in His timing and His will. Or you may not even get it. It all depends on His will, His plan. And for me, that's, that's, that's a big deterrent for me because sometimes I feel like when I'm praying, is this a self-talk? Is this a mic talk? Or am I actually praying to God for what's on my heart? Like a, the control part that we yes. talked about a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, which I have a major issue with. And I freely admit that. And it's about activating our faith, too. I mean, if you, when you look at the miracles in the Bible, they had to do something. Mm-hmm. God didn't just snap. I mean, he could have did that, but he didn't always do that. You think of the water to wine. Mm-hmm. He asked them to fill the barrels with water. You know, the feeding of the 5,000, sit them down in groups. You know, I mean, there's, there's always an, some kind of action... Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. I think of the widow and, you know, Elijah, you know, mm-hmm. go make a cake. You know, I mean, there's there's something that has to be done. And so I think a lot of times when we pray for something, we're expecting that automatic zap it happens. You know, I'm going to get yeah. that big check in the mail and where is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes God's saying, well, I want you to activate the faith. I want you to, you know, <laughs> go out and. Well, you're going to have to do your to, part yeah, too. Yeah, you're going to have to do our, right. we have to do our part and. And follow him. Is what yeah. I mean. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Think, God, isn't that a bigger problem of our society, though? The instant gratification and everything yes. we do? Yeah. So society, yes. But is it a big for you? Oh, for me? I mean, I mean, yes. We can talk hours about the how the world is cruel and stinks and all that. But, like, are you letting it affect you? That's where I'm going with this statement. Um I think people transpose the way things happen in the world over to their faith. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, prayer should be like the microwave. 30 seconds later, you got a hot cup of coffee. But that's not how it works. So I think sometimes if we allow wait, that... Wait, 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 wait. Your coffee mic for a reason. And you just said that you're warming up coffee in the microwave? I don't warm up coffee. I'm using that for okay. the listeners. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Because I was about ready to strip you of a nickname. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's barbaric. People do it. I, on the other hand, think warmed up coffee is awful. But that's a whole other reason. To, uh, we won't get into that anyway. Um, so do I. I think warmed up coffee is awful as well. But what about me too? Up? That's why I do it every day. But I think that's how people sometimes view their faith, mm-hmm. because that's the only filter they may have, or that's the only filter they are using. They're using the world filter to try and draw some sort of connection or control on the faith. And as we all know, there is no control. Right. And like what Micah was saying and like what you were saying, I heard an analogy once. It's like because of those balls that we're juggling, right? Are we going through the drive-thru? Are we actually setting the table and going to take time and be with him? So which one are we going to do? Most of the world's going to go through the drive-thru. And if we're being 100% transparent, sometimes I go through the drive-thru. Me too. More than I'd like to admit. We just watched the movie Facing the Giants recently, and there's a really good example in that movie. And the guy that prays for, if you've seen the movie, there's a gentleman that prays over each locker in the school. And... um, he used the illustration of two farmers during a drought that pray, praying for rain. One farmer prayed for rain 
and prayed for rain and prayed for rain, and that's all he did. The other farmer tills the field, plants the seed, and prays for rain. Mm -hmm. So which farmer was expecting God to answer that prayer? Right. You know, the Bible says in James, we if we don't ask in faith, we ask missing the mark. We're, you know, a double-pointed person is unstable. Mm -hmm. And then what gets me about that verse in James is it says, don't expect that man to receive anything from God. And I thought, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty harsh. That's pretty in your, in your face stuff. But, but I think sometimes we do go to God like that. Okay, God, well, I don't really expect you to answer this prayer, but I'm just going to pray it anyway. And we're not praying in faith. We're not praying with understanding who we're talking to, that we are actually entering into the presence of God. And prayer is one of the most intimate. It is the most intimate, yes, but it's also the most pushed to the side. Well, all I can do is pray. Mm. You know, I, I hear that all the time sometimes. Well, all I can do is pray. And if I have a pet peeve, that is one of them because— well, You have pet peeves. I because know. <laughs> because that, that, really, that really irritates me because to me that's the most powerful thing that you can do. Right. But people treat it like it's a last exactly. resort. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's a last resort or they treat it as, well, okay, I guess I'm going to pray now. And they're just kind of praying, not from the heart. They're not praying genuineness. They're just, yeah, they're just kind of checking the box and just kind of flip it about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and kind of okay. Well, I guess I'll pray. Or like Stephanie said, a last resort. Mm -hmm. I've done everything else. Now I can pray. Well, that really should be the first thing that we right. that we do. Steph, um, I think just a couple different thoughts. You mentioned the juggling of the balls, and I remember. Um, it was a few years ago I saw some article, and again, going back to teaching, but it was uh, somebody who was basically telling teachers that you have to look at all the things as you have plastic balls and you have glass balls. And the plastic balls, you can drop them, and they're fine. The glass ones, you drop them, and they shatter. And with in teaching, it is your family, your home life, that's your glass balls. Like, you have to hold on to those. You have to protect those. You can't let those drop. And I think in faith, like, putting God as priority is the glass ball. Like, that is the one that you have to make sure you keep up, keep up in the air, keep a hold of. Because if you drop it, then everything shatters. And we've talked about that before where, you know, we don't start our day with our normal routines of whatever it may be, like reading your devotional, reading your Bible. I know for me, the weekends are the toughest because during the week I get ready for work. I get Naomi up and when I'm feeding her, I'm reading my Bible. Like that's my routine. On the weekend, our routine's not like that so much. And so it's harder for me to continuously do that. And I notice on the weekends, I struggle a lot more than I do during the week. And so you don't feed the baby on the weekends? <laughs> what part did I miss? All of it. Okay. <laughs> All of it. Sorry, I couldn't resist the way you've been slinging me. I mean, just thought I'd throw that in there. No, but it's... I think we get so caught up in our being comfortable mm -hmm. and into our routines that we miss that... The greatest commandment is to put God first mm -hmm. with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Like He is supposed to be our number one. And if there's something, some kind of distraction, and there are distractions in the world, but we're called not to be of the world. We're just supposed to be in the world. And if we're of the world, then God's not our priority. And if thinking, going back to the original idea of if there's somebody, something that's driving you out of the church, like Bob was saying, like it's God's not your priority then. Mm -hmm. 
and we can't also use scripture to justify that. Like I've heard that before. I've years ago I've thought it myself. Like, well, I'm not going to that church because they missed the mark on this one thing. And being able to justify or, you know, I'm not going there because I see what they do in relation to something I disagree with, you know, that scripture disagrees with or whatever it may be. And we can't use God as a way to justify maybe our isolation or pity party, whatever it may be. Right. We have to also remember that we're supposed to be discipling each other. And sometimes who you're called to disciple could be sitting in the church next to you. Absolutely. We spiritualize a lot. Yeah. A lot more than we should. <laughs> yes. What about your distractions? Bob? Everything. Everything distracts me. It's squirrel. That's it. <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel. Now. Um, Shiny. Rose's jokes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but I enjoy That's that your story. distractions, actually. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean... Yeah, sometimes I let everyday life, you know, distract me. I'll be going along, you know, and I'll I'll be, of course, you know, I get up, I do, I do my devotionals, I, well, read the Bible, see what God's got to say, you know, I'll go through the day and come lunchtime or noontime, I'm sitting there eating, I'm like, man, I haven't even thought about God today, or, you know. Or something will come up. Somebody will come in and need something. And, you know, I'm like, man, I'm so busy. Do I pray for them or do I not pray for them? You know, that's where your decisions come in. I'm like, okay, I need to pray for them because that's what God's laying, God's laying out on my heart. But, I mean, we can allow everyday life to distract us from a lot of things. Absolutely. And it just, uh, sometimes I, I get caught up in that everyday distraction. And I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I know better. But yet I still do. And I really don't know how to change it. I mean, you know, it's 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 hard because the everyday grind is just what it says. The everyday grind. It grinds on you every day. And it just kind of whittles you down every day. And we shouldn't let it happen, but it does. So, I mean, that that's, that's a lot of my distractions are now that... When I sit and listen, you know, or if I hear something that I don't agree with, then I ponder on it for a while and like, why did they say it or how come it was said like that? or, And that becomes a distraction. I mean, you know, because if you're pondering on stuff like that, trying to figure something out, that probably didn't even mean nothing. It's distracting you from doing what God wants you to do. Right. You know, and, and that's what that's what old Satan wants. He wants you to be distracted from what God's got for you. He works the hardest, the longest. He's a 24-7 type guy to keep you in the pits. And sometimes I allow him to keep me in the pits with stupid distractions. That shouldn't even, that, that doesn't even amount to a hill of beans. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my distractions. I, I let everyday life sometimes distract me. Here's a table question. Is a distra- can a distraction be a good thing? Depends on if it comes from God or not. I think it involves walking in the Spirit and following the Spirit's leading. Um, and I think we should all use spiritual discernment in that. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, you were talking about some of the distractions and some of the red, red flags. The Spirit will do that in our life. He'll distract us sometimes to either do one of two things. Like we'll hear a concept, we'll hear a preacher say something, and we'll go, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. One of two things are happening in that moment. God is either telling us that we need to dive into Scripture and learn more about that truth to confirm what they've said, or He's wanting us to dive into the Word of God and dive into the Word of Truth to verify what they said is not correct, and right. that distraction and that red flag is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Either way, it causes us to dive into the dive Scriptures into the scripture. right. and, and see what the Scripture says, because that is ultimately the authority, correct. Not, not what somebody says. I, you know, that I, we were... We we mentioned a few weeks ago we canceled canceled church and I did a lot, which I never do videos because I'm not good at them but I but I did a little ten minute video and at the very beginning I was talking about Abraham and I said that Lot was Abraham's son well it was a misspoke it's not that's not right it's his nephew now later on in the sermon or the devotional whatever you call it I said it correctly throughout the rest of it but at the beginning when I re listened to it I was like oh that's not right yeah and so. Hopefully, if somebody was listening to that, that's a red flag, and they're either going to dive into the scriptures and verify, yeah, he's wrong, because Lot is his nephew, not his right. son. And so, you know, and so either way, we're diving into the scriptures. And so I think to answer your question, that's the political answer, I guess. But I think sometimes distractions are good for us. I mean, I think they are because they cause us to either learn something that God wants us to learn or verify a truth that we already know. Yeah, I was just like that was something. I know we always. Yeah, he was just throwing that out there. Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. But like, I know sometimes we always, we as in the world, not us right. around the table, but we put the negative spin on words, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, I know there's a couple times like Carl in Philadelphia the first time that he went, there was, um, he said it on an episode before, but. Like where they were on their way back to the car, right? And then they got distracted. And then by the time they got back to the car, that was the person that they needed to talk to. Yeah. So like that distraction happened for a reason. Absolutely. To for the lineup of time for that person to walk by their car when they actually got to the car. Do you think that distractions can happen because you've been pouring out so much to so many? That you need time to be filled back up, and that's a good distraction? Do you see some church leaders take time off to go to wherever, a conference, whatever? I mean, yes, it's probably centered around God, the conference, but could could that be a bad distraction, or is that a good distraction? I think that's a spirit sermon. Yeah, I think so too because it could be both. I mean, I've been to conferences before, and they've been great. And I've been to conferences where exactly. they haven't been. Yeah, great. and I've Correct. I've come away from conferences going, that was a waste of my time. Yeah, and so yeah, I think I think that's probably again a hard issue. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going in kind of like kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the episode about church? Are we going in expecting to be? Wow, uh, with a big yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I'm, you know, okay, they better, this better be good. Or this guy, this guy's been, you know, on, on these and spoken to these many people, and this better be good. Right. Or are we really going to hear from God? Right. And so then it becomes a heart issue as well. And so, but I will say, 
to clarify, I will say that the bad experiences, quote unquote, bad experiences that I've had at conferences, there's always been something good that's came out of it. With not, it might not have happened to me, but it could have happened with a guy or a girl that, or a kid even that was with our group. Mm-hmm. So, like, I personally might not have gotten anything out of the conference, right? But they did. So. And, I, and you know, and there's truth to what you're saying too, because Jesus did get away from the multitude to spend time with his father. And so there is there is that aspect that you know, getting away from the multitude, getting away from the busyness of the of the ministry, and just spending time with the Father, and and that's that's important as well. And so there is some truth to that to the you know taking a sabbatical or taking, you know, mm-hmm. for that for that purpose. And I also think too that's the struggle of when we have a pastor who's supposed to be leading a big group because then nobody's feeding into that pastor. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's part of it as well is who's supporting and encouraging the pastor and helping them to grow. Or small work that does everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know I just recently took a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And did you? Ish. I did for me. Ish. <laughs> but the time that I was not leading or in the pulpit or like and filling up like it really filled me back up so for me if you're asking me then yes it helped it's important to have that downtime you gotta have it if you don't have downtime how do you expect to allow your to allow yourself to vent i guess or Recoup, or you know, just like medically, right? Like, just say you're you're a nurse or a doctor, and you're 48 on, 48 off, or whatever, and you're just go, go, go. Well, you got to pick up a half a ship, shift on this 48, and you just keep going. At some point, your body's going to give out, (laughs) or your immune system's going to get low, and you're going to end up getting sick. Mm -hmm. I think there's a big distraction in busyness. And we almost sometimes wear it as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got this, 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 this going on. And we almost brag about it. Well, I'm so busy that, well, sometimes busyness is a distraction. Sometimes Sometimes busy is just busy. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes we need to, because sometimes when we're busy, we're not listening. Correct. We're just so busy running, doing our errands, and doing the things that need to be done that we're not listening to the Father. And they could be good things, exactly. even godly things yes. that you're doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Let's pull the needle off the record. Final thoughts. Steph, you go. I think it's just a matter of making sure and realigning yourself back with God mm. regularly. Like, not just saying, yes, God, you're my number one, but constantly going back and reaffirming and checking in on yourself throughout the day. I know as a teacher, that's hard because sometimes when my students become more frustrating, especially on our more challenging days, you know, I have to recheck myself. And so I take that moment to just pause and, okay, God, I need you to give me the strength or the discernment or whatever it may be to get me through this. But then also not seeing God as that genie in a bottle of saying, hey... 
I asked for this. Now, mm-hmm. I, mean, I know you're going to come through, but not because I have the faith, but because I granted and you have to provide. Um, and so I think just making sure that everything that you do aligns with him and going back to the original like the distractions and not looking to others for that affirmation, not looking to others for the pat on the back or checking to see are they doing everything right in church because if you're looking at them then you're not focusing on you or focusing on God and then you're the problem and so I think just take it all to him and make him your priority because as a society that's where we fall short excellent point coffee Mike I just want to know why when you called her out she went ahead and said something but when I called her out last time she called me an M&M because I'm the host. Oh, okay. Is that the difference? Kind of. I mean, I called you an Eminem before I even got introduced, so. <laughs> that is true. Because the host forgot to introduce you. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Final thought. Was it? <clears throat> I think she had a great final thought. Not that. Yeah. Well, what's your final thought? <laughs> no, I want, want <laughs> I think her, yeah. I'm going to ditto what she said. Right. And that's my final no. thought. I just want to run off of what, what she said because, I mean, that's kind of parallel what I was thinking. What I'm trying to do with my life is get out of the worldly things, not worry about, because worry adds no length of life, hmm. not an hour to your life. You know, the scripture is quite clear over and over again. He provides for the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. How much more important am I to him than those? Hmm. I'm like you, Steph. Through the day, I tend to recenter myself. And something Bob said a while back about cutting out the clutter in your heart, I begin to use that before I pray every time. I think it's an excellent thing. It's the circumcision of the heart. Yes, circumcision of the heart. And I think that your focus should be on God one only first, and then your spouse, family, so on and so forth. That didn't used to be the case for me, and I'm making it the case for me now. And uh, I think that's where we need to be, because like Steph says, society is my house, my car, my, my bank, account, you know, bank account. Your bank a check? Bank a check. That might be a new thing. A bank a check. You might have better than anything. If you got checks, you never broke. <laughs> that's, that's been my model for years. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I mean. Those are some excellent points, too. Well, thank you, Ronnie. Yep. Micah? I think spinning off what both of them said. You know, we do distract, we get to distract by the things of the world and we do worry about those things. And the passage that Mike referred to, you know, in Matthew 6, that he does take care of the birds of the air, he takes care of them, and he takes care of the grass of the field, how much more is he going to take care of us? And then he says, in that passage, he says, the Father knows you have need of these things. So it's not, he's the, the Heavenly Father is not oblivious to the fact that we do struggle with finances and health and family issues and all these things, all the distractions of life. But the climax is at the end of the chapter where he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added when we seek him first. And as Stephanie said earlier, 
to put God first and with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love Him in that in that way. That's really what it boils down to, and we do have to check ourselves moment by moment, not always day by day. It's sometimes moment by moment because there's sometimes that we do get in the flesh. When I'm to, mm-hmm. to get distracted and I get off my routine, I kind of a little bit. I don't. I'm, I'm probably on the spectrum, even though I've never been diagnosed. <laughs> but, but if I get off my routine, then yeah. I it just throws me completely out of whack, and I'm yeah. irritable, and I'm I yeah. lash out, and it's in those moments that the flesh and the spirit they're battling. And I've got to check myself moment by moment sometimes and go, okay, am I walking in the spirit or am I walking in my flesh? Right. And most of the time I'm walking in my flesh when I fail to do what God, obviously when I fail to do what God wants, I'm walking in the flesh. Right. But to get back to that, seek, <laughs> seek first, walk in the spirit and follow him. Absolutely. Bob, final thought. Final thought. I'm going to go back to Galatians. You know, Paul Paul was actually called by God. And Paul had a lot of distractions. I mean, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna read verse thirteen and then I'm gonna back up to verse eleven and twelve. Verse thirteen says, For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. So, you know, that was one of Paul's distractions. He was intent on destroying God's church. He was intent on destroying God's people. If you worship Jesus and you believed in him, he was the man that was going to take you out. Mm-hmm. He was the man that was going to take you out. But God's like, you know what? I'm going to take this guy, the guy that is killing my people, the one that is persecuting my church, the one that is spitting in my face, and I'm going to make him one of my warriors. And that's exactly what he done. You know, Paul is not the only one called by God. We are all called by God. We're called to do something for him. We may not know what it is, but if we're intent on listening to him and paying attention, he's going to tell you what that job's going to be. And it may just be something minute, maybe something simple, maybe easy. And that may be the only thing you ever do for God. But if you do that one thing for God, he's going to bless you for the rest of your life. See what I'm saying? As long as we're intent and listening to him, we're called by God. And if we've got distractions and if we're thinking of self, we can't do that calling. So I'm going to back up to verse 11 where Paul says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. And that's where it's at. We get all of our revelation. We get all of our knowing from the Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus sent back to live inside of us. And that's exactly why I tell people you need to kick the clutter, circumcise your heart, however you want to however you want to cut it, get rid of the crap out of your heart. And and focus on God, focus on Jesus. You know, we don't need all the distractions. And yes, there is good distractions, but like I said, if you're looking for excuses to not be a part of God, why even look? Just don't do it. 
because either way, all you're doing is making yourself look bad anyway. If you're if you're trying to go in and say, "Oh, hey, I'm following Jesus. I'm I'm doing this for God and I'm doing this for God," but yet your life over here, when you're outside of all that, is not pertaining to what you're doing there. What kind of witness is that? It's none. It's a waste of time. So don't waste God's time. Don't waste your own time. But if you're going to do something and do it meaningfully, have that relationship with Him. Bow down to Him at the cross and ask Him to show you what He wants you to do. That's my final thought. Now i got to follow that up. <laughs> and I think... Um, for me, I have to reset a lot. And I can really feel what Steph was saying earlier because as of the recording, we had a, a nice day. And so nice. it messed up my routine, right? I usually get up and I fix coffee and then I take the dog out. And while I'm waiting on the coffee, I'm in the devotional or in the Bible. And then once that's done... I'm off to work. I didn't have to go to work today. I worked from home. And like when I woke up and like... How's he put that? Lucky. (laughs) It's not very lucky. Trust me. I hate working remote. But um, those little things threw me all out of whack. To where my wife and I share the office when she's working remote. And she's like, you're awful grumpy this morning. And I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. And so then I just, I had to get up and go upstairs and like do a reset and and get into my devotional. And like just me and him. And then that ended up in a nap, Mike, for you. Thank you. you No. Um, But. That's all day, every day, it seems like. I have to reset. Whether it's something over here that's distracting or this problem's yelling or this problem's yelling or even, well, this person is not doing this the right way. Well, this person over here is not doing this the right way. Or why is this person doing that? What's the matter to Ronnie? Right? Like... Worry about Ronnie. So that's my final thought. Just find your center. I will pray us out. (laughs) About time he does something. (laughs) Father, thank you for allowing us to get together Mm -hmm. and worship you and talk about you bounce our problems off of each other mm-hmm. and quote-unquote vent. Maybe with the little luck through our thick heads, we will actually listen to some of the advice that was given tonight. Don't help us not get easily distracted. Help us do the things that you called us to do, that you want us yes. to do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just remember, we never have anything good to say, but you do. And you use us anyway. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.